Paris Musée presents Once Upon a Museum. Use podcasts about the museums of Paris. How fast can you hop on one foot? Well, first one to arrive at Place de Vosges in Paris wins. Vosges are huge mountains. They're not in Paris. You must be mistaken. No, I'm not. Place de Vosges is the name of the oldest square in Paris. It was built by King Henry IV in the Marais. It's a square with a garden, and all around there are houses of red brick, white stone, and blue roofs. That's it. Okay, shall we go? Many noble families have lived here at Place de Vosges, and the great writer Victor Hugo settled there with his family in 1832. There in the house in front of us, number six. Oh, was Victor Hugo also king? <laughs> no, he's a writer. In fact, one of his friends, Alexandre Dumas, another writer, paid him tribute by locating the address of My Lady, the villain in The Three Musketeers, at this same address. Listen, I heard children's voices coming from Victor Hugo's house. Hmm, it doesn't surprise me. Besides being a very famous writer and politician, he was a very committed family man and a grandfather. Shall we enter the house? Yes, let's go. Oh, look at these portraits of children. And these are their names. Lepaldin, Charles, Francois Victor and Adele. When he moves into the apartment on the second floor, Victor Hugo is 30 years old. He is married to Adele Fouché and they have four children. Later, they will also have grandchildren. You can see their portraits on the walls. Yes, it's them. Being a father and a grandfather is quite an art. I wrote poems on the subject. <gasps> the statue! It speaks! There! The head on the marble bust! Hello there. I am Victor Hugo. Delighted to meet you. I lived here 180 years ago and I keep watching over my house discreetly. I observe the comings and goings. Let me show you my home where I lived with my family. Oh well, thank you very much for welcoming us, Mr. Hugo. The pleasure is mine. This house is lacking children these days, so you are more than welcome. It reminds me of the time when George and Jeanne, my grandchildren, came to my room every morning to wake me up. Infantile influence, Victor Hugo. The child comes toddling in, and young and old, with smiling eyes, its smiling eyes behold. An artless, babyish joy, a playful welcome greets it through the room. The saddest brow unfolds its wrinkled gloom to greet the happy boy. Do you hear those bells? And that tambourine? And a goat? I think I might be dreaming. These sounds come from the novel Notre Dame de Paris. It was Victor Hugo who wrote this novel famous throughout the world. The story of Casimodo, the hunchback, of Esmeralda, the gypsy, and her goat, Jali. When he moves into this house, this novel has already been published and Victor Hugo is raised to the rank of the greatest authors. Esmeralda was a harmless and charming creature 
pretty, apart from a little grimace which was peculiar to her, artless and impassioned, ignorant of everything and enthusiastic over everything, fond above all things of dancing. Of all the stir and movement of the open air, a sort of human bee with invisible wings to her feet and living in a perpetual whirlwind. In this apartment, Victor Hugo wrote a lot. Poetry, theatre, a travelogue, political speeches, and he begins to write the novel Les Miserables. In this novel, Les Miserables, he describes the life of the most disadvantaged in France in the 19th century. There are also tales of children. At that time, children were miserable beings, deprived of a voice. So Hugo, in his novel, gives importance to Cosette, a poor child abused and exploited by adults. Les Miserables by Victor Hugo They fed her on what all the rest had left. A little bit better than the dog, a little worse than the cat. Moreover, the cat and dog were her habitual table companions. Cosette ate with them under the table, from a wooden bowl similar to theirs. Victor Hugo criticized all this, so that everyone would open their eyes to the sad reality, to say that we must take care of children, that they are the women and men of tomorrow. Oh, it smells like the sea here. We can see Victor Hugo, his hair blowing in the wind with sad eyes. We are in the room dedicated to his exile. Hugo's life was full of twists and turns. He was a man committed to freedom and the rights of the people. And at the time, it was not always well received. So he was banished from France and forced into exile when he was 50 years old. Banished? It means driven out of France. Oh, so he made some big mistakes? No. Well, for some, yes. He was a member of the Republican Parliament and he defied the coup of Louis-Napoleon Bonaparte. But as Louis-Napoleon succeeded, Hugo was banished. I understand. Hugo refused to obey this man who stole power from the people. Yes. He calls him Napoleon the Little to make fun of him. But at the time, it was forbidden to criticize the established power. So as punishment, he was kicked out of his country, France. And where did he go? Well, first in Belgium. But he was also expelled there. Then he went to the English islands of Jersey and Guernsey, between France and England. In Guernsey, he lived with his whole family in the Hauteville house. The spectacular layout of the house quickly became famous on the island. And on the third floor, he had a fully glazed room built where he worked facing the sea. He called it a lookout. Lookout. I have been told you reside in a tall poetic house that resembles your soul, and that you feel happy listening to the roars of the wind and the water. Letter from Charles Baudelaire to Victor Hugo. It was in this setting of metal, glass and light, that he found the inspiration to write other masterpieces, such as Toilers of the Sea or The Man Who Laughs. The Man Who Laughs? Like the Joker in Batman? Exactly. Can you believe that this novel, The Man Who Laughs, inspired the Joker, the villain in Batman? <laughs> 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 
true to the pledge I made with my own conscience, I will share till the end of exile of freedom. When freedom will come back, I will come back. Did he come back in the end? Yes, 18 years later. With the fall of Napoleon III and the Second Empire, Victor Hugo returned to Paris. So many things have happened in his life. You can really feel it in this house. Victor Hugo may write novels, but his life is a novel. And this house is a rendering of his whole life and work. You can discover and feel the whole atmosphere in which he lived before, during and after the exile. Many paintings and sculptures here evoke the characters or the scenes of his writings. That is because in addition to being a writer, Victor Hugo was also a great decorator. Look at these interiors. Hugo was passionate about decoration and furniture. We can see it in the rooms of the house. He was inspired by the Middle Ages with Gothic art or Asian art with his Chinese living room. He was buying lots of objects, tapestries, porcelain, furniture. Oh, look at this strange piece of furniture. A table raised with legs. It is so high. This is his famous writing desk, on which he liked to write standing up. I would like to give you one of my drawings before you leave. Ah, Mr. Hugo. Were you also an illustrator? Yes, I have made no less than 3,500 drawings since moving here. My main masterpieces are kept in this house. Wow, in front of us is a wall of drawings. There is black and black and in the darkness we see steeples, landscapes, dark nights, shadows. Hugo drew on paper most often in pen and brown ink. He did not hesitate to stain his piece of paper with charcoal. It is said that he also regularly tried to draw with his left hand or without looking at the paper, so as to let his subconscious do the work. Mr. Hugo? <gasps> Victor Hugo has disappeared. He went back to his thoughts, our dreams and our books. No need to leave with one of his drawings. His work is immortal and within reach. Come on, let's get out of here. Let's disappear as well. First one to arrive at the garden swing in the middle of Place de Vosges wins. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a museum at the Maison Victor Hugo, a Paris Musée podcast produced with Pauline Copen Elsa Denac, with the voices of Juliette Aver, Matthew Luret, Tania Matouk. Did you enjoy it? Discover the other museums through Once Upon a Museum.